With pleasure, I am Hillary in Ontario, Canada. And I am Colette with love in Toronto, Canada. All right. Well, welcome to Hot Tea with Pleasure, where we keep it raw and real. Check out our social platforms, Instagram. Uh, watch us on previous shows right here on YouTube. And listen to our podcast on RSS, where you can change to your favorite podcast. Platform getting oh my god, I'm tired. <laughs> uh, that includes Spotify, uh, Google, anything that you listen to, you can hear it there. And of course, we're also on TikTok. Remember to like, subscribe, and leave a comment and come join us and lubricate your life. Okay, so Colette, what are you whining about? I'm whining about the fact that deals are not really deals here in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, like you know, eight dollars off, five dollars off, but they make it seem like it's fifty percent off. But you know that uh, the Black Friday is actually American; it's not really Canadian. Yes, <laughs> right. They can't just try to like, you know, get some some money off of that that whole thing, yeah. and, and um, we end up getting discounts. <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes they market the price and go put it up there and. And say seventy-five percent. Yes, that's what I will say. Yeah, and then it looks exactly like the last price you saw. You're like, mm, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like Especially when those taxes week. hit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Scam. What are you whining about? Um, I'm always whining about the winter because I'm still in the in Canada. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> what am I whining about? I think what I'm whining about is. Um, I actually, I'm actually pretty happy today, but what I will whine about is the fact that we still don't know, and I'm going to hold up my coffee cup, okay, whether or not we're going to have a warm winter or a cold winter, you know what I'm saying? It's supposed to be El yeah. Nino, and... We, we really don't have as much snow as we normally have, which is okay with me. I'm sorry for, I am all about the environment, but <laughs> I know where I live too. Uh, so I am really confused as to how to dress sometimes. So I'm mm -hmm. whining the fact that we need to make up our minds <laughs> about whether or not this is going to be a warm winter or a cold one. So I'm, I, yeah. I, I wanted to hurry up and make a <laughs> make a decision, but you know February is coming up, so I'll be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get on with the show. We we have a pretty serious show tonight. Um, we're talking yeah. about human trafficking. Um, so again, welcome to Hot Tea with Pleasure. Uh, Colette, you want to tell us a disclaimer? Disclaimer: The information here is researched and is um, being shared. That's right. And some of it is our own opinion. Uh, I, I am an advocate for human trafficking uh, for sex workers. Uh, so I will put my input there every so often. But let's get on with the show. All right. Yeah. Um, so human, tra human trafficking and what, what is it? Yeah. So what right? is human trafficking? Mm -hmm. yeah. Why don't you tell us? Human trafficking involves the recruitment, transportation, harboring, and or exercising control, direction, or influence over the movements of a person in order to exploit that person, typically through sexual explo exploitation or forced labor. It is often described as a modern form of slavery. Yeah, and this is the thing about uh, slavery uh, of, um, you know, the whole history of African-Americans and the slave trade uh, for the Caribbean as well as uh, African Canadians, uh, we don't call it what it really was. And what it really was was human trafficking at a very high rate. Um, exploitation, we, I mean, everybody gained a lot from that um, particular act of slavery. 
and uh, it was camouflage behind the the doors of racism but if you really deep dive into it you would have seen that a lot of it had to do with uh, human trafficking uh, of persons and um, the treatment of them is what we saw and what people focused upon but uh, there was another piece and that was the profit that came with that um, traffickers reap large profits uh, while robbing victims of their you know freedom dignity uh, human potential and great cost to the individual and society at large traffickers controlled uh, their victims in various ways such as taking away their identity um, their passports for example um, sexual abuse that's used as a weapon um, threats intimidation physical violence and isolations uh, UN the UN which is the United Nations has estimated that illegal activities generate approximately about 32 billion dollars US annually by its predators um, so yeah do you know that sometimes um, or should, actually I'll ask you this question do you know the difference between smuggling and human trafficking um, smuggling, it's a consent action. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas trafficking, there's no consent given. But before this, I didn't really know that, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. That there is a difference between the smuggling and the trafficking. Yeah. So, because smuggling involves people being moved uh, based on their, you know, they've, they've approached the person or um, to move them to a different location and they probably pay them uh, to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of consent in, involved in that one. Um, it's still okay. dangerous, uh, and sometimes yeah. it does end up in a trafficking situation where they've been the person has paid to move to, like, say, for example, the United States, and uh, then when they get there, although they've paid the person six thousand dollars, maybe then now the inv- individual is saying, "I need thirty thousand more." you know and then it becomes a trafficking situation but smuggling is different than trafficking and so people do get that confused quite a bit yeah okay so who do you think uh are at risk for uh for for human trafficking um nicola collect um who well anyone mm-hmm. anyone can uh we know that anyone can fall victim to this crime although women and girls uh, represent the majority of victims in Canada. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those who are at risk also include Indigenous women and girls. Very much so. Migrants. There's actually a couple of uh, documentaries about um, Indigenous women that you know, and they're um, you know, and being taken. Uh, there is the you ever heard of the Orange T-shirt movement? You ever heard of it? Oh yes, yes. yes. It has a lot to do with that. Um, new immigrants and migrants. Mm-hmm. They're at risk. Do you know why they will be at risk? Think about it. Immigrant, new, new immigrant, migrant. Um, I guess because they don't know too much English. Maybe if they, if it is, if they don't have much English, or they're right, or maybe because they're new and they're vulnerable. Yeah, they're very vulnerable. Yeah, they're uh, protected people, and then also yeah. to their their rights. They don't know the rights of them because some of the yeah. some people that are coming into the country are coming from countries that they don't have any rights or they have limited rights or um, there is a big um, separation between authority and them and the fear that Mm -hmm. runs through them. Um, Another thing too is they're afraid of being deported. Um, You know, um, that threat is there or um, it could be shame. It could be so many different things uh, when it comes to new immigrants and migrants. And then also uh as i said it could be a situation where they've actually paid to be smuggled into the country and now that they've gotten Mm -hmm. here uh became trafficked uh another big community that uh what do you think i I should say a question what do you think is the next big community that is um vulnerable to human trafficking um the 2sl gbtqi plus plus versus <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah do you, and do you know you, do, why do you think that they're uh, at risk for trafficking 
I actually don't know, actually. It was actually a surprise to me. I didn't expect them. That's not a surprise. That's actually one of the biggest communities for that. And that has to do with oh. a lot of uh, societal understanding of uh, that community. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people being rejected by family, not having support system, not having an outlet or, or economical ways of supporting themselves, end up in prostitution mm -hmm. and uh, or, or abusive situations. Um, you know, and unfortunately, you know, we're still need a little bit more education behind that community. And mm -hmm. um, it leaves them very vulnerable to that kind of uh, act. And then, of course, there's children and youth, which is mm -hmm. an obvious thing. And we can kind of make any kind of assumption as to why they will be vulnerable. And the, the fact that their youth are children makes them vulnerable. You know, they are their understanding of society, their understanding of their rights or what is right or wrong um, can be a little bit um, confusing. And uh, in the child welfare system, uh, for example, there's also a lot of abuse and trafficking, unfortunately, uh, those who are socially and economically disadvantaged. Uh, anyone else you could think of? Um. I guess unaccompanied for now. I guess we'll go, go with the children there. Um, yeah. No one else I can think of. Well, migrant moment. migrant workers who may be particularly vulnerable to exploitation and abuse due to many factors, for example, language barrier, working in isolated remote areas, like people that work on farms, for example, um, lack of access to services and support, and a lack of access to accurate information about their rights. Um, there That's was true. a case uh, a while back here in Toronto uh, there was a farmer in, I think it was Hamilton, and mm -hmm. he was just treating his workers just really bad. And they didn't have their, they didn't understand their rights. And there was, it took a social justice person visiting the farm and uh, speaking to the workers and letting them know that although they were, in, they were just, um, you know, visitors here, here on a visa uh, for work, mm -hmm. uh, the work permit, they still do, do have rights. There are certain rights that are advocated towards them that apply uh, to them. And not only that too, we, we here in Canada have the Humanitarian Act, which is beautiful. So uh, unfortunately, a lot of uh, farm workers or um, laborers that come in just for that under a workers permit do not know their rights here in Canada. And that goes to the United States as well. Uh, anyone else? Um, individuals vulnerable to human trafficking include children in the child welfare and juvenile justice systems, including mm -hmm. foster care, runaway, and homeless youth. Uncompanied foreign, uh, foreign national children without lawful immigration status, individuals seeking asylum. Mm -hmm. And that would be refugee status, right? Um, so right. they do have, they, they're very vulnerable. Um, I, I, it's, it's pretty sad that, you know, a lot of people do come to, to North America, uh, to family or friends, and then the family has made a lot of promises to, mm -hmm. um, that individual. And, you know, the reality is most majority of people in North America do have some kind of, um, financial stability issue. And um, having an extra person is, it's, it's a financial add. <laughs> it could be stressful. Um, and mm -hmm. then uh, that person might become a victim to um, economical stress, ended up either in the welfare system or on their own into a country that they have no support uh, after you know relying on their family member. And that can uh, lead to so many different things uh, coming from um, a trauma situation as a person seeking asylum and uh, having the person groom you and make you feel as though that they're here to support you and then taking advantage of that um, trauma, right? Um, so how do you think it occurs, Colette, for a youth, for example? Grooming. Grooming definitely does. Um, I have... So yeah, two grooming is... Yep, grooming is very much... The way it uh, happens for youth. Um, mm -hmm. So, what do you think the signs of grooming? 
Um, there, there's a couple of stages, but the, what do you think um, the signs start off as? Like for uh, how would you how would you tell if a, a child was being groomed? I guess by how they um, respond when mm -hmm. a certain person will ask the question. Hmm. So gain info and trust. Yeah. Um, so once a predator has like identified a potential victim, they will go to gain information about them and gain their trust. Mm -hmm. So this could be done through simple conversations online or if they're in person, the predator may listen into conversation about the young person to learn details about their life. 42% of victims report their trafficker um, earned their trust within one month of meeting them. Yeah. So, you know, so when it comes to um, uh, children, you know, being trafficked in uh, there's so many places that you would commonly go to, like the park or whatever, um, sometimes they'll say to you, oh, I saw someone in the car or a white van or some, they'll give those kind of descriptions. They'll see, um, you know, someone in the neighborhood. So, uh, they normally stalk out the child for a little bit and there are uh there's evidence that grooming uh is tactic work you know um 85 percent of trafficker trafficking victims report that they've close relationship with their trafficker um you know comes in the form of uh, you know unfortunately a coach or um the the local guy that hangs out in the park that everyone sees feeding birds <laughs> so it allows the trafficker to manipulate and control their victims better in the future uh, when grooming happens so the goal is to gain their trust and often uh, to make an uh, emotional um, connection so let's go through the stages of, of grooming uh, so the first stage is normally to gain info and trust right so you want to tell us a little bit about gaining info and trust Oh, it, it was uh, about the predator being uh, notified. So right. they, right. they work to gain information um, mm -hmm. about them and gain that trust. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it could be either through conversations or online. Mm -hmm. And um, the predator may listen to the conversation about the young person to learn right. about details about their life. Right. So like learning their, yeah, learning right. more about them so they can use it against them. Yeah. And then uh, the second step is normally filling the need. And this is the, the piece where I am looking out now to you parents uh, and to you community. Uh, mm -hmm. When you see a child, the pattern change or they feel down or they come home and you ask them, how was your day or day? And they said, okay, or fine or nothing. Ask more questions, get more involved, find out what's going on because uh, that, that void of not feeling included or uh, valid or valued uh, can lead a child down to the path of being uh, taken. So let's talk about filling that need. Next day, we'll, yeah, we'll look for a need they can fill. So this may simply be by, be by buying the victim something like a new phone, jewelry or clothes, mm -hmm. or giving them cash, drugs, or alcohol. Some predators, predators may provide support to a young person that is not getting this at home, mm -hmm. while others will develop a romantic relationship with the victim and promise them love. Yeah. Some, yeah, some yeah, predators. Some, yeah. Mm -hmm. some even promise like a job, for example, mm -hmm. to the victim or often like a music or modeling industry. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. Modeling industry. Right. Yeah. yeah. And using the promise of glamour and excitement to form mm -hmm. that connection uh, with, with the victim. So let's talk mm -hmm. about isolation. All right. So the predator will begin to isolate the victim from their support system, whatever that may be. So it could be from their family, friends, sports mm -hmm. teams, school, choir. The goal is to make their victim more relevant on them, reliant on them, sorry, and drive um, a wedge between the support system and the victim. Mm -hmm. And then there, the, there's the fourth uh, um, stage. And that is abuse and control. So four or five. Mm -hmm. um, so once the the president has accommodate, uh, you know, a, a com accomplish this kind of abuse and the control 
uh, that's where it starts. You know, the moment the victim has experienced this level of trauma uh, in the way in which their brain function starts to change. The brain goes into survival mode, essentially, and only focuses on the basic needs of survival, like food and sleep and safety, making escaping from that uh, predator harder and harder. So um, things, you know, they might say something like, I do what I am told I will get to eat and sleep and he won't hurt me anymore. Um, so, you know, it's it's pretty sad that we live in society where this continues to happen. And it's not only a North American issue, it's worldwide. And, um, yeah. So what are some red flag behaviors uh, collect for grooming? Um, red flags... An adult paying a specific young person more attention than others, mm-hmm. they may just be paying them um, compliments or buying them small gifts um, on, a, on an unnecessary level. Mm-hmm. Um, slowly isolating a person from family and friends. This may be in the form of a physical isolation or emotional um, isolation. Um, undermining a young person's supportive relationship saying things like no one understands you like I do to cause division. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. No one understands yes, you like I much. do. Yeah. Yeah, making them feel as though they that they're their support, that they really get them, they really understand them, they really want to protect them and you know, no one else is going to you know, is going to give you love and understanding that I will. You know, everyone's against you. You know. Yeah, yeah go on. Any mention of older boyfriend or new friends without mm-hmm. a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Having new things that you did not give them, mm-hmm. such as clothes, jewelry, electronics, money. Cell phone. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Often they can't or won't explain where it came from. Right. Um, a young person being uncharacteristically <laughs> upset, withdrawn, or distressed. So the young person's being, you know, like, um, distant yeah their, their, their personality change right yeah their patterns change pay yeah. t- so play close attention to your child you should know when your child is different like something happened like all yeah. of a sudden the very outgoing fun exciting and you know challenging child uh and challenging in a good way you know mm-hmm. is now quiet and withdrawn in shy in a way and ashamed those are those are those are flags mm-hmm. go on um young person having more sexualized behavior or language yep. that is not appropriate age appropriate mm-hmm. or consistent with what you have taught them mm-hmm. spending more time away from home or going missing for periods of time mm-hmm. spending more time online secretive behavior a sudden drastic change in behavior, attitude, and appearance. While this doesn't always mean grooming, it usually means something like bullying or any forms of abuse and should be addressed. It should so be addressed. So definitely that's be aware. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the one thing. Uh, so, again, for, for young children, it's normally grooming that happens uh, with them. Uh, that's how they get to, the predator gets to them. But for adults... Traffickers employ a variety of control tactics, the most including um, physical and emotional abuse and threats, isolation from friends and family, and of course, economical abuse. Uh, I'm just looking at the time. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk next about the five stages of human trafficking. Um, There's luring, there's grooming and gaming, coercive, so that's like, you know, psychological and manipulation, exploitation, and lastly, recruitment. That's when they yeah. get you. Oops, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you just count and you go, yeah, the coercive uh, and manipulation is one. So control, uh, psychological control, that's one. <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that. We're, uh, I see we have a few more minutes left and then we're going to take a break and then come back in. But let's uh, finish out with, whoops, I am opening the wrong thing here. Um, you want to go, uh, Colette? So the five, we're going to go through the five stages, right? Yeah. 
All right. So stage one, luring. So sex traffickers approach potential victims in various ways. So including pretending to be potential boyfriend or friend, posting newspaper or internet ads for jobs and, op um, and opportunities, or even threatening or mm -hmm. kidnapping them. Mm -hmm. Often false promises are made to these victims about money, new clothes, work, or education opportunities, like how we discussed before, and financial for aid for their families. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. luring could be assessing the right person, testing their vulnerabilities and boundaries, mm -hmm. um, determine whether that person is looking for what they're selling, testing the waters to see if that person's open to dating, mm -hmm. um, collect, collecting as much information as possible about them, making them feel special. Yeah, one of the the luring ways uh, they will, you know, especially online, they would tell, you know, the child, for example, or even the adult, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, just meet me by the coffee shop. You know, we can, we, you can, you know, I'm not going to do anything to you. We we can go there, have a coffee. Uh, try mm -hmm. to make for 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 young girls, they try to make it an adult situation where the child feels a little bit more mature by doing certain things. We can have a glass of, um, uh, you know, ginger ale and we can make it look as though we're having champagne, uh, you know, and try to make it look, seem exciting and new and fresh. Yeah. So uh, social media is one of the biggest ways now that a lot of these predators are coming yeah. through and our children are on there on things like Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram mm -hmm. and TikTok, especially that one is a big one right now. And the kids or our people are naive and needy, and um, they—that's an easy access. So you be mindful of what your children and other and your friends, because not only children are lured through social media, adults can be lured as well. And when we say yeah. trafficking, it—it's not a gender-specific uh, um, crime. Anyone can be can be trafficked, right? Yeah. So they'll begin things like liking your posts and even starting to send you private messages through apps. And uh, this is mainly done towards youth and teens. Let's talk about, we, we spoke about uh, grooming earlier and, and uh, that is also coupled with gaming. Um, if you I just want to add to that part you were saying about yeah. social media, I just want to say that um, social media has definitely made it easier for these guys. Oh, oh sure. yeah, very much. Do so. their job. Very, yeah. very much so. Um, and one of the things that I know that they do through through grooming and, and gaming is they will introduce them to uh, to illicit drugs, right? And mm -hmm. these are disguised as something for, for for fun, so that you can make try to make the, the child or you feel as though they're adult by doing certain things. Uh, and then use things like feelings and love and care to engage in physical intimacy. So let's talk about the third stage, which is manipulation of control, psychological control. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so um, Traffico starts sending mixed messages. Mm -hmm. um, Traffico begins um, withdrawing, causing confusion. They use information gained against the victim, starts reducing information and compliments, toys with the victim's emotions and behaves erratically to cause them to question the relationship. Trafficker begins to ask um, the question, the victim to do sexual things that they might, that might not be uncomfortable doing. Um, draws on their drug addiction, if relevant, to make them have sex for drugs or money or make them the victim feel in debt to the trafficker. And lastly, has sex with the victim, then does something for them, like take them shopping or give them money to make sex have a price. And that was uh, that was um, manipulation and control? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Exploitation. Uh, let's do the next one. Exploitation. Stage four. As they, and then stage four, Trafficker has broken down um, their, the victim's self-esteem, um, threatens the victim and their loved ones based on information collected previously. It makes up, it makes the victim feel adept to the trafficker. Um, suggests that they owe their, them financially, that this leads the victim to believe they need help financially. The victim is 
at the point where they feel obligated to contribute in some way. Mm -hmm. um, we've got emotional, mental, and physical abuse, intimidation, and control. I and see, lastly, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and and no that's, yeah, that's the point, right? At the, is at that point, uh, the trafficker yeah. will normally convince the victim that they need to do sex work to support them financially while isolating yes. the victim from family and friends and ensuring no one can help them. And that mm -hmm. so, sometimes uh, can be done through prostitution and them being the pimp, uh, the boyfriend that becomes the pimp. There's just so many different ways that that, that does occur, occur. We'll talk about mm -hmm. the last one uh, very quickly here. Uh, recruitment, uh, stage five. Mm -hmm. Stage five, in charge of teaching other girls. So, um, you know, rec recruiters feel powerful and important, befriend um, vulnerable girls and show them how great life is. And they have fewer clients, so they feel as though they are regaining power and control over themselves. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, so they, that's where the trafficker normally uh, use manipulation uh, mm -hmm. and, of the victim and making them working, you know, work for them. Uh, they use the victim to contact, they actually use the victim to contact younger women when we had the whole R. Kelly situation uh, happen. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes even friends and family introduce them to traffickers. Uh, this makes the uh, victim, the original victim, feel uh, as though they're indispensable to the trafficker and feel as though they are less of a worker and more of the girlfriend once again. So it's kind of a psychological gang warfare where now uh, the same person that was being trafficked now becomes part of the, uh, the issue. Uh, you know, um, if you know someone that is being trafficked, please report them to uh, Hearing Ontario. It will be the OPP, uh, 1-888-310-1122. Um, if you, um, on the national... Uh, you can also contact the uh, human victims of human trafficking can contact the victim support services and uh, the local one here where I am is 519-823-1212 extension of 7304 and you can always contact Crime Stoppers or uh, Victim Services, Human Trafficking uh, Services in your area are again OPP or RCMP here in Canada. Uh, we will get some information about, about Barbados. I know Teresa is not with us this week. Uh, she should be back next week, but we will put some information on our, our, our platform about Barbados and trafficking there because they do have a big problem coming from other islands in the Caribbean, from St. Vincent, Jamaica, Trinidad, and Guyana. So uh, with that, we're going to take a quick pick because, uh, you know, Zoom likes to kick us off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with more hot tea with pleasures. I am Hillary in Ontario, Canada. And I'm Colette in Canada, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> Colette is over she at. <laughs> we'll be right back with more hot tea with pleasures. <laughs> Stay tuned. with pleasures you can find us on instagram youtube uh rss your favorite podcast and remember to like comment and subscribe okay let's continue with our conversation you want to continue yeah sure so how do human traffickers lure their victims which we we, we did speak about um but we just want to go over Mm -hmm. that so um, traffickers use online classified ad sites as their main platforms another tactic is identified by polaris involved 
advertising for job openings mm-hmm. at places appearing as um, real spas. Um, people find out after getting hired, though, through, though that the facilities force them into illicit um, sex services. Mm-hmm. So you also have to be careful of those job ads as well. Oh um, gosh, going to, yes. Yeah, please. For interviews. The, the, not only the interviews, but the uh, the, the modeling or uh, right. there's another one too that's really famous. Um, a person paying for your ticket to go on a trip. Right. <laughs> right. They'll say, uh, you've, uh, you know, you've been selected for a, a free trip to this particular place or whatever. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you call up the place, it's legit. There is a hotel by that name. There is uh, a seat for you. Everything's booked. And you're like, wow, I actually want a trip. And uh, you show up and it's a hotel, all right, but it's a hospice. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you're being taken. So just be careful, be mindful. If you haven't applied for a card, if you haven't applied for a competition or contest, do not go to these trips <laughs> because how, think about it. How did anyone get your information? Uh, it's called yeah. hacking. Okay. So uh, be mindful and be careful about things that are coming free to you. Mm-hmm. And then when I go in here, I'm just going to open it up here. In the so we, we, we're talking about how human traffickers lure their victims, right? Online? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I'm looking for the part. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll start from here. Uh, okay. and then you can join in. Okay. 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 So, uh, let's talk about the uh, internet recruitment, for example, offering promises of better life on social media. For example, people offer you, uh, details about their problems in social media, uh, or on their feeds. If you, you don't have an in-person support for these kind of struggles, many think they can find it on the internet. So unfortunately, human traffickers also are on the internet and on social media looking at those posts uh, and, you know, and offering you things like marriage or a way of leaving the country. Uh, they often end up doing sex work in, in strange places where they don't know the language. So all the newness of the experience is so overwhelming to the trafficked uh, individual that they stay out of fear. They have no way of getting home. They have no way of making contact, of making um, or, or get, finding any kind of support. Their advertisements out there, they offer, offer you uh, free travel or making you, uh, or, or talking about some kind of new adventure for you to uh, go on or sometimes it includes a house where you can travel all expenses paid um, it's very appealing uh, the, what the offers are and they normally target people that do not have a strong family unit so for example let's say they were you were asked they ask you a question uh, collect about uh, your parents right or um, they want to know if uh, someone has died or uh, you know they want to make sure that you do not have any kind of support system. And if you do go missing, that no one will be looking for you. Uh, uh, so a lot of times they do seek minors online, but again, adults are also, uh, you know, they're not um, off the table. Uh, anyone can be taken, as we said, anyone can be trafficked. Uh, there's a lot of yeah. indication of drug use and abuse and alcohol. Uh, abuse that is used to cope uh, normally the person is being trafficked because again it's a lot of trauma around sexual abuse physical assault and um, sometimes uh, these young girls or young boys or men or women or children I'm, I'm talking as young as four years old might have be uh, sexually assaulted at least 13 to 20 times a day so it's very very um, damaging um, for them so um, you want to continue talking about um, about that uh, Colette or do you want to talk about the serious issue human trafficking online is a serious issue you want to talk about that uh, yeah so anyone who's ever heard of family or 
a friend or family member tell them that the internet is full of sex trafficking, attempts should have take that warning to heart. Mm -hmm. The research here shows it's, genu it's a genuine problem that requires people to be on guard. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then it kind of ends there. But um, well, let's talk it about preventing it for yourself. Let's talk about preventing it for yourself because I think we also exempt ourselves. We're like, I'm so smart. I'm not. It's not going to happen to me, <laughs> right? <laughs> but again, it could right. happen to anyone, and it could be the simplest yeah. thing. So, let's talk about some tips to protect yourself and your loved ones against human trafficking. Let's go down mm -hmm. the line. So, set strict privacy settings. Mm -hmm. Everyone thinks right. I'm weird. <laughs> because I really don't put much about myself online, okay? Uh, a lot of yeah. stuff that I do put online, it has to do with business and, or it has to do with uh, advocacy or things that I am doing. But I try not to put too much about my family or my relationship. You cannot find anything about my relationship online, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and people will be like, oh, why, why are you not following him and why are he not following you? Because it's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> we follow each other in real life okay <laughs> so i don't need to be on his social page and he doesn't need to be on mine because guess who else is on my social page and his you <laughs> so i need i need to keep sometimes you need to keep your personal life private there's no need for everyone yeah. to know every single thing about you and i make sure that i clean my cookies and i try not to put any kind of personal or, or financial information online either. Um, trying to yeah. try as much as possible to limit that. Um, be aware of strange friends requests. I do not accept all requests. I only allow people to follow me, or sorry, I only follow others that I know um, yeah. personally or have some kind of business contact with. I uh, If you send me a friend request and I do not respond, do not think that anything, it's not personal. <laughs> it's just that I don't know you. <laughs> I just don't know you. And uh, I will comment on your feed. I will uh, like your stuff or whatever if I do like it. But I'm not going to uh, accept friends of those I don't really know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then don't overshare, which we we talked about just now. Mm -hmm. You know, not oversharing. Yeah, your personal your personal stuff. I, I mean, yeah. I I find it, we 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 do um, tend to criticize people who have that uh, fake uh, persona online, mm -hmm. but sometimes they have a good. Uh, <laughs> that's actually pretty cool because. They don't. They don't share their personal, their actual personal, real life, with exactly. their audience to just show you the persona of what they want you to believe or whatever. And I'm good with that, just as long as you, they don't try to influence you <laughs> too much. Yeah. Uh, you know, influence in like purchasing that's fine, but influence in like trying to get you to come and now be with them. That is luring. So I'm not about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and don't give out your address ever. Yes, and if you do ever not give out your address, you ever see those yeah. people on TikTok or whatever, and they are they doing their TikTok and their the address is right behind them. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Don't show don't show your neighborhood either because very yep. easy to find out on Google Maps on where mm -hmm. you are. Mm -hmm. um, and also never post your videos. Uh, if you're going to post a video, post it long after. Yeah, yeah. not not like yeah. Exactly, and be aware of advertisements that seems too good to be true. They normally are. Mm -hmm. Or that weird number that keeps texting you and tell you when something. <laughs> like here. <laughs> Flag it, don't share it. Um, yes. I, I'm always about that. Um, no know the warning signs of trafficking. That's very important that you do know that. And get help to wear, uh, to raise the alarm. If you feel as though mm -hmm. that you're in, in risk of being trafficked, please tell someone. And normally it's the best to tell the police or reach out to... Uh, your local shelter or uh, agency that does uh, advocate for for human trafficking so mm -hmm. what do you know uh what do you do if you know someone is being trafficked uh collect always call the police in an emergency yeah. in an emergency mm -hmm. um if you suspect you or someone you know is a victim of trafficking consult your local law enforcement do not take any pre perceived risk 
or try to intervene in a situation that has the potential to turn violent. Now, you remember, potential. human trafficking is a $32 billion uh, crime. Mm -hmm. 32, yeah. uh, sorry, I should say business because that's how they see it. They see it right. as a business. $32 billion. So just think about it. Okay, if you mm -hmm. protect your hundred or a thousand or even million dollars in your bank account, what do you think a person that is in the industry of $32 billion is going to do to you if you try yeah. to intervene, right? So do not put yourself at risk. Be a witness and report it to the, to the local authorities. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go a little bit more in depth uh, in, in talking about that because... I think uh, people have to realize how serious and dangerous it is to, you know, intervene, and what is the safest way to do thing. So, if you suspect someone is, uh, you know, is being trafficked, again, as we said, you know, consult your local law enforcement. Do not try to intervene, as we said. If you approach mm -hmm. the victim, always choose the right time and place to have a full discussion. You know, you're both safe. Uh, it's again I believe in witnessing and not getting too involved you don't want to put that person in, in jeopardy you know you have to respect what they're telling you to do if they say I don't want to talk to you they probably know the trafficker is close by or they're really afraid um, you can establish a rapport with a, a victim but again trust and make sure that you are safe it doesn't make any sense putting yourself in danger to help someone when you're actually putting both of you in danger. Let the professionals yeah. do the work. The police know what to do. They know how to deal with these people. They have the weapons that they can use to protect themselves and the victim. Let them do their job uh, because you, most of the times, it's going to be very hard for a person that's being trafficked to trust you, especially if they've been in that system for a very long time. Um, but listen carefully and let them tell you their story at their own pace. Do not push or try to, uh, you know, be a superhero. It's not that kind of situation. It's a very, very dangerous situation. Be aware of understanding that these kind of symptoms that you're actually seeing is based on trauma. Uh, you know, they've dealt with this kind of traumatic experience for a very long time. So violence, isolation fear and psychological manipulation uh the all of these are symptoms and sometimes they do have memory loss um and they're very irritable sometimes depressed there's hypertension or vigilance and sometimes there's antisocial behavior so you can ask questions or you know or provide assistance but do not ask questions out of curiosity uh that might be causing more trauma and also to victimization focus on determining you know what the person immediate needs are like do they need water or food or shelter or mm -hmm. police um, if possible you can get enlist help for someone else to speak to them like say there's a language barrier so you can understand their culture or you know and and again you can offer support that you know from different agencies in, in the community uh, or if the person is female and you're male and they don't want to talk to a male because they're afraid because their predator is male, find someone that can help. But again, as I said, be more of a witness and reach out to the police and authorities for help. Provide information of services in the community, as I said, whether it be federal, provincial here in Canada or statewide in the United States. And remember, mm -hmm. confidential is essential for the victim's safety. And one more time, be more of a witness reach mm -hmm. out to the police um anything you want to add colette um traffic well trafficking victims should first and foremost be treated with dignity and respect as persons needing protection and services but able to make choices for themselves mm -hmm. provide as much information as possible um your role what you offer your services what will happen next so the person can make an informed decision and begin to regain control of his or her situation. So don't try to, I guess, don't bombard them kind of thing. Like, kind of, don't. Yeah. 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 It's 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 one of those things where it, you know it's such a sensitive, but at the same time dangerous. And you might really want to help, um, 
and you have to realize that by you witnessing you're doing such a big help uh, to them uh, the Canadian human uh, trafficking hotline is one eight three 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 nine zero zero ten ten it's a toll-free number it's 24 7 the US uh, hotline is one triple eight three seven three seven eight 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 is the national human trafficking hotline again that is also 24 7 in Barbados the sex crime and human trafficking unit of Barbados police service is four three zero seven three three two or you can call uh, two four six no, yeah, two four six four three zero seven triple three you know and uh, and you know um, we were gonna put the, those numbers and information on our platform on YouTube you can check them out there but let's talk about 10 ways that we can help end human trafficking because we are all about advocacy here at hot tea with pleasures um, so um, what are some of the ways that we can uh, end it uh, Colette Know the signs. Yeah, Learn the red flags and indicators of trafficking. Understand the myths and about trafficking with facts. Right. So make sure you know the facts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We can report a tip. Again, mm -hmm. be a witness. You know, collect the information and hand it over to those on the hotline. They're professionals. Uh, reach out to your local authorities. Uh, you know, and uh, tell them your concerns if you, you think they're you witness uh, trafficking. What else? Spread the word, share and display, HHS look beneath the surface. So um, getting involved in the community, um, there's some resources there as well. So just, mm -hmm. you know, again, the National Human Trafficking Hotline, you can mm -hmm. visit their website yeah. as well. So those, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, think before you shop. If you consider mm -hmm. how you eat and, and where you eat, who, who made your clothes, where you prepare your food, uh, know your goods, what's produced, is there child labor involved? Look at all of those kind of things. Um, so again, know before you shop. Mm -hmm. Tell your friends, demand fuels, um, demand fuels exploitation. Mm -hmm. So these, the U.S. government has zero tolerance policies for employees, uniform service members, and contractors paying for sex. So learn about it again on their website. Mm -hmm. And then volunteer locally. There, you know, ask anti-trafficking organizations in your community how to support them. Perhaps mm -hmm. uh, they need volunteers or you can help, uh, you know, build awareness. Stay informed. Again, there's an OTIP's newsletter. Um, but basically look for the human trafficking website and stay informed in their newsletter. So they have a newsletter on their website. Yeah. And they also have reports as well that are released annually or even monthly. You can also look at that on their news feed. And you can register for training, you know, um, there are different ways, different organizations that deliver uh, uh, tailored uh, training that is tailored to help professionals um, to identify uh, or address the needs of people that are being human trafficked. Use your skills. You can train or hire survivors. Um, you can reach out to potential local partners or even in schools. So if you have a skill, use use that, you know, like writing a story, um yeah yeah propose so any kind of anti-trafficking pro uh, protocol you know um even work pro bono if you're a lawyer or something like that um whatever skill you have that you can help out uh you can apply mm -hmm. it uh to that and then lastly advocate raise your yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> raise your voice Raise it out. Address yeah. human trafficking. Let them know what your community needs. Exactly. So those are ways that you can, um, you know, you can help. And, um, you know, there are other uh, ways of getting involved. Uh, there's the 16 Days of Advocacy uh, Activism Against Gender-Based Violence uh, that is for, actually starting today, November 25th, uh, mm -hmm. until December 10th. Uh, we have a day against trafficking uh, in persons. That's in July 30th. And then there's one in January, uh, Human Trafficking Prevention Month. It is designated to observe the, um, and designed to educate you about human trafficking and the role it can play to prevent and respond to trafficking. And again, mm -hmm. there's so many other ways and advocacies around this uh, this. Um, 
very, very, very bad practice. And uh, just look, you know, Google it, look it up, visit your local agencies, your local police, uh, reach out on um, to the um, Human Trafficking Association. Just do your research and find a way to get involved and to help because you never know who it could be. And I'm telling you, sometimes you might be in the presence of a person that's being trafficked and not even know. Yeah. All right. That was a heavy one. <laughs> that was yes, a heavy was. one. Yeah. But yes. you know what? I am very much about letting people know a, a lot about this. This is a crime that has gone on for centuries and centuries. And we have to find a way to end this. Uh, yes. Next week, though, we're going to turn back. So a little bit more fun. It's getting into that Christmas spirit. Yes, <laughs> My favorite time of the year. <laughs> okay, so we're going to have some fun, unique, and sexy Christmas gift ideas for your special one. Ooh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm interested in what's going to be. because. Uh... <laughs> and so, Colette, you got anything going on? Because I know you are on that social media. What's going on? Um. Well... There was some, um, yes, we're going to have some festive episodes, so we're just uh -huh. preparing that. Um, but, yeah, just stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned, stay tuned. What were you saying about Amazon? You were talking about Amazon earlier today. All right. So um, every episode, we're going to post a link um, to to Amazon's websites of their deals. So we this one coming up, mm -hmm. there. click the link below in the, in the description um, area there where you there's some Black Friday deals. Black Friday deals available for laptops, computers, basically electronics. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely gonna take some take a look at that as well myself. <laughs> so if you're interested in <laughs> getting <laughs> if you're interested in getting a Christmas early Christmas gift um, mm -hmm. for whoever, um, click the link below. Um, even get it for yourself. Why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> hey Black Friday, they always give you real yeah. deals. I mean I've gotten some really good ones. Uh, that's awesome. And we also have uh, coming up next year, uh, early between, we're going to see where we can get it popped off between January and April. Uh, we're going to have my uh, podcast uh, that will be more centered around my book. And I'm excited about that. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> I know it's going to be yeah. so much fun. I, I can't wait <laughs> to do that. Uh, but I will still be here on Hot Tea with Pleasures with Teresa when she returns. Uh, again, this is hot tea with pleasure where we keep it raw and rare and we lubricate your life and keep it moist. Okay. So Colette, I think this is the last show for you. <laughs> You'll be back in the chat next week. Uh, we'll be back live uh, on Instagram, not Instagram, <laughs> on YouTube. And I thank you so much for filling Teresa's seat, uh, seat while she was dealing with the death of her mom. And we wish her, we, we, we can't wait to wel welcome her back. Uh, into the hot seat so I can uh, make fun of her. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, we, we go back and forth. It's such a good time. So I'm looking forward to a lot of what we have coming um, as we continue mm -hmm. to struggle <laughs> with the show. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, we, we know what it is. Uh, we're both of us, uh, uh, we're both entrepreneurs, but at the same time, we're not tech savvy. And so this was a really good um uh, you know, testing of, of what we need to do. But we do have a new platform that we will be going on to soon. Um, just testing it out and making sure that it has the best thing we want to do because we want to make phone calls and, and have some good one-on-one uh, -on -one discussions and com conversations. But having Teresa in Barbados and me in Ontario, it's a little bit challenging because it's not much built for that other than have share screen like this. So that's why we be having all these issues around technology, but we're getting it together, people. So we're getting it together, <laughs> and uh, we're we'll, we're always excited to have uh, our regulars come by and chat when we're live. It's always a fun time. So thank you so much for the continued support, and we hope that you join us again on Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live here on YouTube. Colette, with love, thank you so much. You take care. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Come by anytime. We know you're always in chat. If you want to yes. talk to Colette, you can hit us yes. up in our chat 
leave us leave some questions yeah leave some questions or any episodes you would like to want any topics you want ladies yeah, to talk about of course i can't wait yeah. for our countdown our countdown is going to come at the uh the end of december we're going to do our countdown of the best shows that we had of right. 2023 yes okay mm -hmm. well collect with love and everybody else out there in the happy land of youtube thank you <laughs> and we'll see you next saturday live on Hot tea with pleasures. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that stack, taking big swings, jam to the back. Put me in the ring, you'll go out in a bag. Cause I sing what I mean and I bring it to the mad life. Ain't got time to kill, I got time to fail. I took a red pill. I know life's short, so I wanna live real, but how is it supposed to feel?